Namaste, a happy Women's Day to one and all out there. A conversation, exchanging thoughts that were only limited to one's own mind, exchanging of ideas that can reform perspectives, exchanging questions we are on a quest to seek answers to. So much to be explored in one conversation? Yes, this is the thought behind the team at Gitanjali School coming up with a podcast. With Gitanjali Teapod, our endeavor is to talk about everything that is there to be spoken about in the education space. We want to know from everyone in the Gitanjali family. And the topics? No limits there. Let's talk and find answers to more unanswered questions. Our first episode releasing on Women's Day wants to celebrate the resilient spirit of womanhood, acknowledge the efforts of those who by fighting against all odds are not only writing history but also shining as beacons of hope for several others. Today, we have with us a lady who set out as a humble teacher and has now become one of the leading names in the education space. With six branches in the Twin Cities, she continues to dream. And as they say, those who have their heads held high, looking at the sky, never bow down or look back. It is a pleasure to welcome the Regina of Gitanjali, Edupreneur Dr. Gita Karan. Namaste Karan ma'am. Namaste. There are several stereotypes that women face. It is, however, beginning to change now. What cultural and societal obstacles did you have to face, ma'am? When I started my school, there were stereotype women only. Because in our house especially, like I was married into a joint family and at the age of 18, that though. And then nobody was working in the house. None of the ladies were working. All my sisters-in-law were at home. But I somehow didn't fit into that kind of uh, atmosphere in the house. So I wanted to go out and do something more constructive, more productive, and uh, you know, have that self-satisfaction of doing something for others. So with that intention, uh, and though I never thought I would be a teacher, but when I walked into HPS and I said I would just come and volunteer for two, three hours, that's how I got into my teaching life. And my mother-in-law was not at all in favor of that because she didn't want me to work. I somehow managed to convince her that this is just for three, four hours, you know, that's all. I had two kids at that time and they were very small. Started, uh, you know, going and spending some time with the children and I started liking it. I said, this is giving me so much of happiness because my kids were also the same age. They took two sons, which I had. And uh, I started liking it. I said, this is my call. I have to work as a teacher now. So I started qualifying myself. I did Montessori training. Then I did my B.Ed. When I wanted to start a school, I had to be do my M.A. And I did that. And then to be a better principal of a school, I did principal's management course at Exelarai Jamshedpur. This was a residential course. I did that somehow. Uh, though people around me were not too happy and my husband had to take care of the children. But then I had... Uh, I have for each child at that, yeah. that stage. Yeah. It was easy to get help. And uh, then uh, from there, I you know started my journey as a principal, then as a director, 
then when i started my second school i did face some obstacles because uh, somebody told me that you know at this age you are starting a second school why are you doing it would you think you will be able to your children will take after you so so many thoughts were coming into my mind but i said no i will manage it somehow we can have a trust or whatever it is so if the children are not interested doesn't matter but when i can grow why not you know so i started my second school and then after starting my second school i said see i have the power to help people my cousin's son who was a down syndrome child he nobody would talk to him because he looked different so then i said no i must do something for these kind of children so i did a course at nimh national institute of mental health because when you start something you should know about it you see unless you are aware of what goes yes. into it so i did my uh, course at uh, nimh and then started the special section in gitanjali devshala but i faced some a lot of problems actually even my husband said you know why do you want to get into this but i said no i want to do something for these kind of children also then i had uh, uh, parents of the school who said why is she doing this so i wanted inclusive education so that other children also will uh, accept these kind of children and then the teachers were not too happy to have them in their classes i had special sections for these children but they would be uh, sent to the normal classrooms but for normal children to accept these children was also tough actually so they would tease them but what i did was that i would highlight each child's everybody has strengths even whether child is normal or not normal so i brought out the strengths of these children in the assembly people gradually everybody accepted that and i got a lot of help i must say from nimh to start these sections because the lecturers over there would come and uh, supervise mm-hmm. talk to our teachers mm-hmm. talk to our parents for them you know to accept what we are doing is something good for the society and now i feel you know that is the cream on the cake for me because this aspect of starting a special section has uh, given me immense satisfaction in life i feel i have done something really good for society thank you ma'am nowadays everyone aspires to be an entrepreneur there are several schemes that are specifically there to support women entrepreneurs but at a time when this was unheard of how did you think of becoming an entrepreneur and if you could also please walk us through the different roles you took on in your professional career well the different roles was that of a teacher principal then now director now i feel that uh, god has given me that uh, power to do something more than i am doing already so and sometimes i feel being in this field also sometimes becomes a little monotonous i'm sorry to say that but uh, it does yeah. so i'd like to do something related to it you know something yeah. different like uh, when i started my special section i told you about there was a story of a girl and uh, a single mother so i kept thinking about it and i did want to have that exposure to others and uh, to create awareness these children go through how they can be taken advantage of and how as a single parent a lady can be also harassed in wherever she is working so to create that awareness i thought i must make a movie that's how this movie rehna came about 
to create the awareness of, of the special children taken advantage of and how the single women face problems in society. So that awareness was created in this film. Parents also have problems. They do not know how to handle their children because children have also become very smart these days. The technology has uh, overpowered them. I have brought out a magazine. That's my initiative called Involve. And there I get different people to voice their opinion about how parenting should be in times of today. It's very nice to know that you want to give back to the society at every stage of your life. It is very inspiring, ma'am. Now we will move on to the next question, ma'am. One problem that any business faces is maintaining its USP when it attempts to scale up. How have you done that? Or anything that you're still trying to do? How have you maintained a personal touch with all students after scaling and opening six schools? We would like to know more about this, ma'am. Well, our USP right from the beginning has been the small numbers in each class. So the teacher understands the children well. And uh, I, when I started my school, I also was teaching at that time. Having small numbers makes a lot of difference in the class. Because then the teachers know each child, the background of the child the moods of the children. To keep personal touch with the children, well, I don't know, I have something with children. When I go, they all are so happy to see me. And I also feel very happy to meet them. Like in the primary school, like when I go on my rounds and uh, when I come to senior school. So sometimes I used to even counsel some children initially. Now I don't have time because of so many schools. But I used to counsel a lot of children who had little problems so some children would stand at my door to talk to me, which I felt, you know, had a direct connect with the kids, that they, they were free and I am very accessible. My doors are always open for any child to come and say anything. That like children, if they are unhappy with something, they will come and tell me. I have a nature where I can interact with anybody, any age. So I think that helps uh, to keep that personal touch going on. You see, it's not just me also because the... The USP of the school is also the teachers are very good, compassionate. They understand the children and they work accordingly. So that also, through them also, there is a touch. Children are happy to be here. Thank you, ma'am. Change is the only constant and we must be equipped to adapt to it. Ten years down the lane, what according to you will be the changes in the education sector? How is Gitanjali going to prepare for the same, ma'am? Now technology is taking over. It's no longer the jug and the mug theory. I think uh, we are ready for any change in our school. When the COVID was on, we have changed so fast. We were very well equipped with everything and even our parents were very happy. So any change that comes along, the change will be uh, related to technology. Now with the artificial intelligence and robotic teaching, but you cannot do without a teacher. So we will be definitely uh, adapting to change in every possible manner. Thank you, ma'am. It is very indeed nice to know that Gitanjali is future ready. Welcome to the audience section. Hello, this is Kiran, Cambridge coordinator Gitanjali Senior School. Ma'am, hello. Hello. Uh, how do you ensure that high happiness quotient is always maintained in Gitanjali? 
as I see it, I find that Gitanjali teachers are always very happy. And uh, that is the kind of atmosphere we have built right from the beginning. And uh, we give the teachers a lot of freedom. That gives them to give out the best. The happiness quotient is also like measuring the level of happiness in each person. And that sense of belonging helps. We are like a family here. And uh, teachers, they have get-togethers in the school. You know, that keeps them together. But I feel that happiness depends on the physical, emotional, and uh, mental, intellectual. You know, all these contribute to make a person happy. So we at Gita Anjali, for physical happiness, we have activities for them also. Like they themselves organized uh, some physical activities so that they remain fit. And uh, then intellectually, we have a lot of workshops for teachers so that they are more confident uh, when they come back to teach. So that also gives them a sense of uh, happiness and a sense of uh, belonging here. And then uh, mental happiness is another thing which where we have uh, introduced yoga activities to develop their spirituality. And also right from the beginning, I think, uh, the atmosphere is such in Gitanjali that once, I don't know, people do say that, you know, there is a positive energy around here. And I don't know what that positive energy is, but they feel happy coming to school. Yeah, you know, that's what uh, everybody says. So it cannot be just one person doing that. It's a, all the, everybody over here it seems to be uh, working very happily in our school. Hi, this is Madhav Sharma of Grade 12 Commerce. Hello, ma'am. So globally, the structure of society has accepted women's role of providing values to those under her responsibility and spending all her energy to structure and grow her family such that positivity can profit. For a person like you who has extended her scope of responsibility to students like myself and in fact the wider ac academic society of the country, how difficult or different has it been for you to manage your conventional responsibilities that the traditional society expects? Women were always looked down upon earlier. That is now gone because they were not allowed to come beyond the drawing rooms. But now times have changed. Women are everywhere. Wherever you see women are uh, working. And uh, even in you see in the villages, in the fields, you will find women. You see uh, taxi drivers now, even taxi drivers are women. At the petrol pumps, you see that uh, there are women working. So they are practically everywhere. And the topmost uh, companies have women as their heads. So all this shows that, you know, how times have changed. How women are no longer looked down upon. Though there may be some cases, but then I think it is education which has helped the women to come up in life. Literacy programs organized by the government, by private individuals, definitely helped women to come up to this level. As you are aware that uh, women are multitaskers. They can manage their workplace, their homes, their children, and even outside. So I think that quality which is there in a woman, and uh, of course they cannot do without a man. We are different physically, but otherwise we can take a lot of load on us. A further follow-up would be, ma'am, what would you advise to those upcoming young women of India coming from conventional backgrounds and as to how they could manage and balance their conventional responsibilities with their aims and goals? These young women, I feel they should have a sense of purpose and uh, they should have the determination. 
and willingness to work. There are women who just are happy being at home. And I think every woman should be qualified enough to do something in her life. Now, times have changed. I feel that every young girl should aspire to become something in life. Uh, to the women of the world, I would like to say, arise, awake and rest not, women of the world, till your goal is reached. But I would add to that. So once you know your strength, power is all within you. So you can do whatever you want. Hello, everybody. Hello, ma'am. So uh, now we get into a lighter moment, a moment of laughter, a moment of mindless mirth. So uh, just allow me to ask you some silly questions. Be little silly time with uh, the audience as well as with you. Sure. So, ma'am, uh, this is our first podcast, obviously, and you being the entrepreneur as well as an educationist. So, a uh, time of silliness, uh, would you agree that uh, I can go to any length? Depending. Okay, Depending fine. Depending on what kind of silliness. Fine, <laughs> then I'll get, I'll, I'll take the liberty, but also yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep liberty, a little. Right, I right ma'am. Like so, I'll start off, ma'am. So, what do you like? Tea or coffee? I like coffee. You like coffee. So, if you were to attribute a gender to tea and coffee, what would it be? Attribute a gender to tea, tea and coffee? coffee? Yes. Tea would be a female or a male or... I think it could be both. <laughs> both? Okay. So, tea could be male, male as well as female. Also, and coffee also could be male, you know. Okay. It's a personal choice. Uh, so, actually. but then coffee is not more of a female fetish? I would say milk then. <laughs> okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. Ma'am, until which age did you sleep with a stuffed toy? Well, I... Don't think, I, yeah, maybe four years, three, four years, that's about it. <laughs> okay, so they were... Because you see, what happened was that I was put into a boarding when I was in class two. Okay, okay. So okay. I didn't have any stuffed toy. Okay. And those days, very few toys were toys available. Were available. Okay. And uh, my grandmother used to make those stuffed toys. With, with saris and all we used to make, yes, I remember. Yes, she yes. used to make, stitch them. <laughs> stitch them. And for That's my right. birthday, she would give that That's uh, toy. That's right, okay. So that toy would be there. But uh, then when I went to boarding at the age of class, uh, at the age of six years, uh -huh. I had no stuffed toy. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh, now coming up again to another weird question. Who is your celebrity crush? Ma'am, gender specific. <laughs> Amitabh Bachchan. Wow, all time, anytime, 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 yes. anytime for everybody. Another silly and weird. Which animal as per you is the biggest party animal? I think it is uh, dogs. They are party animals. Why do you think that? Because my dog is always ready to eat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. The, the minute I open the door, it's waiting for its rusk. So it is not gender specific. It can be male or a female dog. It can dog. be a male or a female dog. Dogs. Okay. General dogs. Fine. So we move on from there and get into some rapid fire questions, ma'am. I'll not give you much time to think. Okay. And uh, so if you still remember, what's the funniest childhood memory of yours? Like I remember, I throw oh, one oh, yes. stone when on the I was in the boarding, when I was right. in the boarding, you see, uh, we couldn't eat uh, all the food that they gave. So we, I used to take that, put it in, uh, you know, hide it, and uh, there was a haystack okay. in the one, one corner of the boarding. I used to go and hide it over there. Okay. 
as we used to feed the crow ki khana his mother would not like it what would you do if you would be given a boon to live forever well i don't think i would want to live forever no no beautiful world ma'am why not <laughs> i would like to live at up to a certain age and that's about it till i am healthy if i am healthy and uh, i am able to do something then of i would course. like to live forever of course ma'am health But is always health for is you. always yes, important what is the strangest purchase you have made or you were almost about to make well i had when we went to america mm mm-hmm. that was a very long time back mm-hmm. and things were very cheap at that time now of course you can't think but so i bought curtain material over there oh my god <laughs> 10 meters of it and my husband refused to keep it in the suitcase customs allowed you so i put it like a shawl those 10 meters i carried it on oh my, my shoulder god. that was the strangest and i that thought i was very course. stupid doing that so do you have them still no i don't know where they are <laughs> fine ma'am But man, what have you forgotten today? Oh, I forgot to give a kiss to my husband, even though he wished me all the best for your podcast. Oh wow, that was <laughs> lovely, and that was lovely, and lots of kisses to you also, ma'am, from everybody. And thank you, ma'am. On that note, I sign off for the day. Until we eagerly wait to uh, meet our next segment with the management team of Gitanjali School. Keep guessing, Gitanjalians, and be with us always. Thank you bye bye namaste gitanjali thank you for your thank you ma'am mm-hmm.